Hello friends, I am back live again, and it's actually been well over a year since I've last done a solo podcast here. Um, and the funny thing is, I actually listened back to a couple of them, and I don't know how anyone could have listened to it, because honestly, I was mumbling in most of those. <laughs> in most of this podcast, I was a mumbling buffoon, so uh, I don't know how anyone could have listened to more than two seconds of those, um, but most of those were on uh, hockey and uh I think might have been one of them might have been on baseball, but um, I may try doing the might try doing these again these uh, solo podcasts. It kind of depends on how I feel. Um, obviously, I normally do these podcasts with either uh, nowadays instead of it was me and Mitch and Jeff and uh, uh, me and Jeff. Now it's me and Jeff and uh, doing hockey, and then me, Jeff, and Brian doing our roundtable series. And I'm sure I'll. Uh, post a link to the WQ podcast because later today Jeff and I will be doing a uh, hockey podcast that will come out tomorrow, which would be Friday the thirty first. Uh, obviously, talking hockey there. Um, but so if you want to uh, stay, uh, if you want to look at that, just uh, follow our uh, social or social media, yeah, our uh, Twitter and Instagram pages at WQ Podcast or Wimmer Quake Podcast on uh, YouTube. But anyways, this one is a solo venture, as I already struggle with the mic, which is as if you're a uh, constant <laughs> subscriber and listener of these podcasts, you know it is a constant me losing these, uh, having these uh, mics, mic issues and hitting me in the face or um, stuff like that. And the funny thing actually is, is that uh, I think there's going to be a future video coming out soon of all those kind of uh mess ups we had on the round table series whether it's been uh technical issues where uh, on our zoom calls that somewhat froze and it's usually me that's recording it from my zoom so it's just me going what have i got to do what do i have to do here uh while they somehow manage to come back or issues like the mic issues as i talked about earlier or anything like that, any uh, jokes that went over our heads, or stuff like that. I think that's going to be a future video, so if you want to uh, uh, look at that, uh, that'll be out. And I honestly went on here not really knowing what I wanted to talk about, so whatever I kind of come up with on the spot is probably what it's going to end up being, because, yeah, I, I would talk cocky, but very soon, uh, like uh, two-ish or so, uh, Jeff and I will be... Uh, doing hockey so most of those most of that talk will be done there so this one will be kind of whatever i'm kind of thinking and today i'm actually kind of thinking more so of um uh, travel and uh more importantly uh, kind of the theme parks kind of disney universal those kind of things i kind of want to discuss it even though i'm in pennsylvania i don't really have any uh opportunities to really go there in these times of uh coronavirus but um, obviously, I went there uh, earlier this year, in fact, um, back in January, January, if you remember back to our last Roundtable podcast, which um, the new video on there is also on our WQ podcast page. A lot of plugging of that podcast so far in this one. But um, yeah, my family went uh, down in January. Uh, me, me and my little brother, Mitch, and my parents uh, did a 10K, and then the next day if not the day after uh mitch and my mom 
uh, did a uh, full marathon of the Disney parks, which was actually uh, quite fun. We had to get up a little early for that, which uh, I'm not really a big fan of getting up too too early. Um, I don't really sleep in that late either, believe it or not. Um, I like to, but uh, it's just something that hasn't really uh, happened. So uh, ha- doesn't really happen that often. So um, that was a little thing because... I think for our uh, 10K, we had to get up at like 4 or something like that, 4.30 to get there, uh, to get checked in at like 5, 5.30-ish. Um, the run itself was at like 6, maybe 6.30. And obviously that makes sense because um, they don't want you taking too much of the park hours doing these runs. Granted, during the run week, uh, Disney Run Marathon weekend, um, there were times where when the park were open, there was little uh, pathway of uh, the runners versus uh, versus the people who are actually in the parks themselves, which is obviously a cool thing. If you're doing one of those runs, obviously, um, if you're feeling a little tired, winded, or whatever, uh, and you hear just random people just applaud you on and say, uh, you can do it, you can do it, it really does make you go uh, a little faster, feels a little motivation there. Uh, even though it's, again, in Disney, so if there was a marathon or 10K or half marathon, whatever it is you want to do, and you've never done it, I know it's a little pricey, but those are that's one where it's not too tenuous on time or anything, so those are always a fun thing, and they usually have stuff to do while you're doing the run, so you can easily just walk a full marathon and throw up enough time to finish it. I think it's at least... Uh, seven hours or so that they allow you so that's uh, plenty of time if you wanted to walk it there's characters you can meet and stop by take pictures of um at times they'll have like a screen showing a disney short or something like that which is obviously another cool thing but uh uh that's just something i did earlier in the year and obviously that was way before all this coronavirus time and um obviously i don't have that opportunity to really go there in these times which if i was I'm not sure if I really want to. Maybe just to see at this once-in-a-lifetime thing to see what it's like. But realistically, the only one pe- people realistically that are going there are either Florida residents, if I had to guess, and uh, vloggers. Um, I have been watching a lot of uh, Disney Universal theme parky kind of vlogs lately, and uh, it does seem a little... A little different now in these times of COVID. Obviously, uh, Disneyland in California and all that's still closed, but Universal, Disney World down in Florida and Orlando, that opened up. And obviously, there's the uh, NBA and MLS also uh, having their uh, tournaments and playoffs down there as well. There are bubbles there. But um, that's not really, I don't know if I'd really want to go there this time. Just, I get it if you're in that and want to go there and see that there's these like, short lines and there's not a lot of whole lot of people there which if you're into that and not into big crowds that's huge but with the prices you're paying on it to just go down to disney or universe or whatever it is sea world um just you're missing a lot of the experience you would in any other time of year um, and I'm one of those people that are that will go there, and I like the theming. I like because obviously it's a theme park, but Disney obviously does it uh, to me better than anywhere else. Just because if you look around and all the theming they do in their parks and everything, it's so um, uh, specific and detail oriented, and I just enjoy that. And it's not just riding the rides. Um, obviously, that's still a fun thing to do. The theming around the rides and all that. 
Um, and one of my favorite rides, which is different now, obviously because of uh, coronavirus reasons, is uh, obviously in Hollywood Studios, uh, is uh, Tower of Terror. And right now in Disney, um, there's no pre-shows for any of the rides. So usually on uh, on that ride, there's like a little pre-show that's showing like a Twilight Zone kind of episode before you go in of these this family or whatever that got uh, struck by lightning while they're on light on a elevator. And they unfortunately died, and now it's haunted and everything, and now it's your turn to go on it. That's kind of the theming around um, the Tower of Terror. And uh, and that portion actually is cut out now, so you don't even get to see that, um, obviously, for obvious reasons. Because if you do that, that's kind of promoting people being close contents. You can't really keep six feet away and everything, so obviously just walk on past there was a shorter line, but you do miss kind of miss some of that story, which I would uh, kind of be a little bummed of. But again, you're spending so much money just to go down there. Uh, I don't know if it would be really worth it, especially in these times, especially in Florida, which obviously is pretty much the epicenter at this point in the United States, at least um, for the coronavirus. Um, So it's a little touchy. I would be interested in going, but uh, <laughs> I don't know how well that would go. Um, and that's seriously one of those things. Um, we've talked about it multiple times on our uh, roundtable series um, of these like weird times and just taking a second to realize how weird these times are. And those are ones, I'm sure zoos too, if there's zoos around um, America or whatever that have opened and everything to limited capacities or Six Flags, Hershey, whatever it is. Um, there's obviously all these places around, but when you get there, it's just, it's just a weird time because you obviously have the very limited capacity of crowds. I think they're not even, um, lending more than 50, 50% capacity into these parks. Um, and the thing that I do like, cause there was a lot of, uh, people crapping on Disney that was opening, uh, when they did, cause if the cases were going up in Florida and everyone kind of just like, why are you opening up when there's all this, Cases, which I get and everything, but SeaWorld and Universal were already open weeks, if not a month, ahead of before Disney was even open. So there were already theme parks open before Disney wasn't. Disney has taken it very seriously with their uh, uh, COVID efforts, uh, being very strict on uh, mask policies, no like uh, neck gaiters or anything like that. It has to actually be like a kind of a legit kind of mask kind of thing. Um, Obviously, one of those, like, disposable masks. I think even some cloth masks they'd be okay with, but it probably depends on the type of cloth, the mask. But then you also have to, in order to uh, make appointments, if you're an annual pass, um, I think that, I don't know if it's still a thing, but there's still so many block dates that you're able to go into. And the only way you can really, you have to reserve a time for when you're going into these parks now, which is very interesting and probably the best way to kind of do uh, ease back into Disney and these theme parks um, rather than just go, Hey, let's uh, come in kind of think get tickets, do that. Um, which makes sense uh, when you really very much uh, limit it. And there's obviously uh, no park hopping. So if you have to reserve, reserve a ticket for just, one park for that day and you obviously can't do any park hopping so if you want to go to Magic Kingdom one day you can't then go to Epcot later in the day or Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdom uh, or even downtown Disney I don't think either or Disney Springs which is now called um, 
Now, I've been going to Disney for a long time, so that's how you know I have when I'm still calling it Downtown Disney. After years ago, it was changed to uh, Disney Springs. So, uh, yeah, I think I've been going there since I was a wee lad. Um, probably about three or four, I'd want to say. The first time I remember going is probably back in '02. I have vague memories of, which I would have been six. Like six or seven, probably. Uh, hold on. Six, yeah. I was six. <laughs> that was quick math I had to do on the time I had. Wow. Uh, I am not, and I'm not good with math at all. Even simple math I can't do, as you can just tell. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things. You're missing a lot of that experience um, of a Disney theme park or Universal theme park or anything else that obviously is so much in the theming of it and one park that i do like that that obviously makes sense that this is the most popular populated area it seems is in hollywood studios which and universal seems to be a little more populated but to me i feel that that's just because i feel like more people my age and that range like i'd say 18 to like 35 maybe there's a lot of those type of people around maybe even the 30 yeah, yeah let's say 35 uh, just for my spiel uh, of younger kind of adolescent teens and just young adulthood kind of people that are obviously into the whole drinking and kind of thing and I feel like Universal to me has always seemed like a more teen kind of oriented park Whereas Disney is very much family, young kids. But even as I've gotten older, I've still very much enjoyed going to Disney. Obviously different from when I was a kid. Because when I was a kid, it was just, uh, oh, I want to go on Buzz Lightyear. I want to do Space Mountain, Tower of Terror, these rides and everything. Um, I said I'll take in those moments. Uh, obviously, those character meet and greets. Um uh, taking in all those, obviously, theming and everything. I've gone with my family, uh, cousins, even some of my neighbors. We've did uh, uh, trips like that, which has always been fun kind of thing, too. Um, and I think as I continue to uh, get older, I think I'm still going to try to, even when I'm on my own, because I'm still not technically really on my own quite yet. I haven't really made the funds to be able to. Um be able to move out and kind of live on my own just yet um but i think i would still go down to disney because and see it from a different perspective as i did when i was a kid i still have that little kid in me that still sees these parks as wow these huge places and everything but even when i went in january i was like wow um you're i'm noticing more things around the theming the um looking at more of the store uh that kind of stuff, uh, not just the rise, looking at the theming, um, merchandise, that's the word I was looking for, I'm looking at more of the merchandising, and, uh, all that, and even, um, it always changes year after year, what my, uh, time after time my favorite park is, I think it still would have to be probably Magic Kingdom, because for me, I feel that there's so much you can do, but, so much that you can't do just in one day at times, especially when it's busy. And these time of COVID, I'm sure you can easily hit as much as you can just because I know uh, lines are short. 
or shorter, even from list of time, say if it was a half hour, sometimes I could just be like 10, 15 minutes, if not sometimes a walk on, depending on when, especially in the summertime, because this is in late July, early August, this is when they're the busiest down there. The most crowds, I see the hottest time of year to go down to Florida, which is obviously not the best, because obviously uh, it's very hot and humid and gross out at times, so it's a little thing, but uh, and these times, you can easily hit one of those parks and do so much in so little time, whereas before, it's uh, kind of planning out when you want to do it and everything, and there's no fast passes or anything like that, so you can't even do uh, go that route of it, but it doesn't really matter at that point, because the lines are so short, you don't really even need a fast pass, even for some of the more um, popular rides, like Seven Dwarfs, which is always long, or Big Thunder, Space Mountain, um, Tower of Terror, uh, Rock and Roller Coaster, I think, uh, Rise of the Resistance, uh, new ride in Star Wars, uh, uh, Galaxy's Edge, uh, that's still a, uh, you need a pass still to, uh, boarding pass to be able to do that one. Um, but I think it's only like two times a day that you can p- potentially get one, uh, for that ride. Um, but everything else is still pretty much just a walk on. That's the only one that's kind of different in Disney, I believe. Um, which is, which makes sense. Cause I feel like, uh, if it wasn't, there'd be a huge line for that. Cause that is a spectacular, spectacular ride. It has, it's probably my top five favorite ride now. I think still Tartar would be my favorite. Then if I have to do quickly at the top of my head, my top favorite, five favorite, uh, attraction rides at, uh, um, the Walt Disney World Resorts, um, putting them on there, I'd have to go, um, five, uh, Big Thunder, four, Rise of Resistance, three, Everest, um, Two, uh, I probably still go Space Mountain. Space Mountain might actually be my two, and uh, one being Tower of Terror. Uh, just a quick little thing of there, and I'll probably get into that in a second too of why I put these there. Um, but first, I'll stick with Rise of Resistance because as a guy that's not really that big into Star Wars and that universe and everything, it's so cool what Disney did with that land because it was just this it feels like you landed in a world in star wars it 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 literally feels like you've walked from one land to and there and it just immediately changes and you're like wow you take it all in you get um it's based on the more recent star wars trilogies so there's ray and um all those characters, there's a Chewbacca meet and greet and Stormtroopers and all that. Um, and they made it so realistic to seem like you're on another planet kind of Star wars kind of thing, which is really cool. And with that, with uh, the Rise of Resistance, that ride, it makes it seem uh, like you're in the middle of an episode kind of thing, in the middle of their movie kind of thing. Because um, the basis of it is pretty much you're trying to rescue these people that are stuck on um, the first order of ship, um, and it's kind of a, uh, you're trying to get these people and bring these back, but you're not, you're, you're, this is during the second one, so, um, 
The Last Jedi, I believe that's the second one on the trilogy was called. So they're trying not to, at the same time, disclose where their base is on uh, the planet, whatever that planet's called, obviously. Uh, still not the biggest Star Wars fan, so I'm probably not selling it too terribly much, but I think if you're a Star Wars fan watching this, if you are still watching this uh, 20 minutes in, uh, good for you. <laughs> But um, you're probably shouting at your screens going, no, it's this. It's called this. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I entertain myself. This is what four plus months of being in uh, almost quarantining and uh, coronavirus time does to someone. Uh, you start going a little insane a little bit. Um, I think you can kind of tell based on our uh, podcast a bit. I'm running out of things to do and going a little crazy while doing it. <laughs> um, but anyways, that ride is so cool because it makes it seem like you're on one of the ships. Um, it's pretty much three rides in one if you haven't done it before. Um, and I just can't. I don't want to give too too much away. If you want to look more into what the ride is, I'm sure you can look up on Google or YouTube or whatever, just search Rise of Resistance, Disney's Rise of Resistance, or Disney's Galaxy's Edge, and there'll be pictures, just be videos. I'm sure there's a bunch of vloggers that have done uh, what the video, the whole ride kind of thing, but that can only, that only does it so much. Like, the big thing with it is, to me, at one point, you get captured by the First Order, and before they take you into these prison chambers, essentially, uh, there's this whole like docking station where there's a bunch of animatronic stormtroopers just standing still at times. So like pan across uh, the room and everything, they'll give you like a couple minutes to take it all in. And then like, okay, move on, get in line. Cause essentially they're putting you into another line to, for the next part of the ride, which is a trackless kind of vehicle kind of thing. Um, if you've ever been, uh, what would be good? Yeah, I'd say if you've ever been on like a ride like uh, Winnie the Pooh, but it's been it's a trackless vehicle, not on a, a line or anything. So it's similar to that kind of thing for the next part. Um, if I had the best way I can describe it, the three rides I can kind of best kind of relate it to. Um, if you haven't been on it, it's if that's like the great movie ride. If you haven't been on it, which is just takes you around these uh, that ride, it just took you around these scenes from different movies and explained to which these movies were, which is cool. It also had the Disney cast members as in the, in the ride as well. Um, and that's something that, that uh, Rise of Resistance is also, um, it's very much the char- the Disney cast members uh, create their own characters and they're also part of the Resistance or First Order and it's very cool how they did that. Um, that's why I'd say that it's also kind of terror, terror like because there's one drop sequence, and obviously it's a trackless vehicle, so any kind of dark ridey kind of thing like that. Um, that's kind of why I like that ride so much. I already talked earlier about why I liked uh, Tower of Terror so much um, because of the theming around that, the theming around Twilight Zone. I'm sure, even though it's probably coming back more into uh, popularity, there goes my mic again. Um, with uh, Jordan Peele's uh, re-adaptation on the, C- the CBS streaming service of uh, The Twilight Zone. Uh, but before then, it hadn't been on since the mid-60s, maybe. <laughs> so it's it still amazes me that they're still 
that ride, but it's also just because it's such a great ride. It's just a drop tower ride, um, but themed around it of, as I said earlier, that you're a part of this uh, elevator that's kind of haunted kind of thing that was struck by lightning and now there's no controls of it, so it will um, bring you up or down really quickly. And it's so, it's randomized. How Every ride, I think it's randomized a bit of your drops, especially as I know one side's different from the other side because there's two sides to it. But I'm pretty sure every time, correct me if I'm wrong in the comments uh, when I post this, if uh, you know if this is right or not, that every time I think it's a little different, um, the drop sequence for each ride. And I actually had it one time uh, when I went in January for that ride where it, we actually, right before the drop sequence happened, we uh, stopped for a second. Like the ride, like it didn't shut down, but it like froze for a second. I guess that's kind of the best way, but it kind of broke down a bit. Um, but for a second, you just, we stood still in like the dark, like a uh, little area before it lets you drop or go up and everything. And we're there for a good minute. And in that minute, you, in that kind of minute, you're like, oh, this feels longer than a minute kind of thing. Um, and it just amped the anticipation of the ride going. Um, but to me, I thought that might have been the best ride I've had on it just because of that kind of thing. Um, Big Thunder is another one. The reason why I think that one, and all these are probably going to be um, uh, based on the theming around it and my kind of level of excitement for these rides. And that's not saying the other rides in Disney I don't like or anything like that. It's just the rides, honestly, at the top of my head that I can think of that I would say are in my top five. Um, but again, Big Thunder, I like the theming around it of a mount, uh, uh, mine train that uh, kind of goes haywire a bit um there's a bit a lot of theming in the line everything of um a lot of uh mining kind of things of this company that you're doing i think it's another thing we're supposedly haunted or something like that and um that's why the train goes crazy uh but it's a nice little it's not a gentle roller coaster but it's a good thrill good thrill roller coaster i would say um and that's why I'd say it's, it's one of my favorites. And same with Everest. Everest is just one of those that's, for a roller coaster enthusiast, it's not the most intense, but it's, to me, one of the most fun. It's the most fun because it's not one of those where you're going to be bouncing, bumping back and forth the whole time like you do with rock and roller coaster. You kind of bump your head over and over again a bit, or even in Universal uh, on the Incredible Hulk. That's another kind of thing where it'll, it shits you out, obviously, but it'll make you... Uh, kind of bounce your bump your head back and forth at times um at least when i've gone it's done that to me um but that ride is just so smooth in the handling and then i know some people aren't the biggest fans of a, a ride going backwards but the fact of it going forward and then uh backwards you go in a loop essentially backwards and everything it just makes it so cool what they did to that ride and everything, and obviously it kind of sucks now, because the Yeti, there was a lot more movement to the Yeti that was there, um, and now they only have it in one kind of motion kind of thing, because it's kind of taken, before it was taken down some of the exterior um, kind of thing, in order to fix it, it was going to be a big kind of hole, which hasn't really been dealt with yet, um, 
but yeah, I would be great if that was back to it. But and that that's and that taking that doesn't really take me out of the enjoyment of that ride. That ride's just such a fun um, roller coaster. Um, definitely one of the best there. And Space Mountain's another one. That's one of not one of the originals, but it's one of the original roller coaster esque type of rides Disney had done outside of um, the Matterhorn in Disneyland. Um, but essentially you're in a spaceship and everything. I'm sure mostly people have, but if you're watching this uh, and you're into theme parks, you've probably been on these, so I probably don't have to really explain these to really anyone what these really rides are, but uh, Space Mountain is another one that's really fun. You're especially you're essentially in a spaceship. You take off, you're just kind of in a bobsleddy kind of roller coaster. I think it's, I'd say it's a little more bumpy than both... Uh, yeah, I'd say it's more bumpy at, than uh, Everest, but I think Thunder might be a little more bumpy at times than uh, Space Mountain. Not that that's a bad thing, but I know for some people the bumpiness and roughness isn't the be- isn't uh, big enjoyment there. But the one thing that does make you enjoy, enjoy it is uh, a smooth kind of ride. And I think, especially Everest, is one of those to me. It feels smooth. Um, um, the thing with uh, uh, Space Mountain is it's kind of completely dark and you can't really um, see what's going on ahead of you. So it's kind of uh, a surprise. You can't really brace yourself too much, especially when there's a quick turn. So you do get a little jostled here and there. But it is a genuinely fun ride. As a kid, I even said earlier... Uh, my favorite ride was uh, doing uh, Buzz Lightyear. And even um, as I went more into my adolescence, when we went to uh, Disney, which was um, Toy Story Mania, because my family is kind of competitive at those things. So whenever we've gone with my uh, brothers, sister, my parents, we always kind of try to one-up the other one. So it's a little competition-esque, and that's why those rides were always my favorite Um to do so you'd try to do better than the person next to you on uh, Toy Story Mania if I'm with my dad or brother I try to do better than the person I'm sitting with obviously it's the same with uh, um, Toy Story but then at the end we compare what our scores were and then you feel a little happier because like yes I beat my family (laughs) but yeah there's and obviously there's obviously those cleaning efforts too that they do with these parks but um, yeah I don't know there's, there was a lot of hesitation there, but I think uh, similar to uh, the NHL, um, actually, because I generally believe they were the best when it came to sports coming back and into a bubble. Um, Disney, to me, and Disney World, I think they've done it the best they possibly could with coming back. Obviously, you lose a lot of what made Disney Disney, but then they also added cool features that probably I don't really see would go away. Um, these cavalcades cards that go through every um, park, uh, every park now, because they don't do any parades, they don't do any fireworks, they don't do any of those things, because, again, they promote people gathering and kind of would uh, go away from the whole stay six feet away and uh, all the stuff that uh, is kind of recommended with uh, trying to not spread the coronavirus and all that. Um, but that's a cool thing they do. Like in uh, Hollywood Studios, uh, they have these like uh, uh, Chevys that 
bring like Mickey and Minnie and all those characters down. Uh, I think there's like a Pixar one, so there's like Buzz and Woody and them. <clears throat> Sorry, not a not a Pixar um, a Toy Story. Because in uh, Hollywood Studios, there's that Toy Story land, which obviously has their meet and greets with the Toy Story characters, so that has one. And uh, Animal Kingdom, they have uh, these boats that go by in the like they have around uh, Animal Kingdom, and I, at times you'll have like these uh, drummers all go by, you'll have Chip and Dale, you have all those characters kind of thing. At times in Magic Kingdom, you'll have, uh, <clears throat> wow, my voice is going out here. <laughs> um, you'll have, uh, I think, the Evil Sisters. Oh, no. I think my camera just died. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. That's not good. Well... I guess the rest of this is just going to be audio. Um, but yeah, that's a really fun uh, fun ride. And a, a fun time, strange times. And I think that's something that won't really go away. These cowboy cars, these cowboy cages and everything. Just because they add another um, element to what you can bring to the Disney experience. When that experience will come back. I'm not really sure. Because it could be... A year or so from now, because theme parks, especially zoos, those kind of things, museums, I feel are going to be the hardest to be able to come back to what was before, which I think is just going to be hard for uh, kind of everyone, especially until there's some kind of vaccine that is um, obviously uh, easily uh, ugh, that can help. Uh, prevent some of these uh, these outbreaks and everything so hopefully at some point that does it but um, yeah I think that's all I really got um, I'll probably get on this again at some point I don't know when at some point I think I may because um, I do like those Disney parks I might start doing more uh, kind of a Disney theme parky kind of uh, solo podcasts here and there because obviously these podcasts that I do by myself are just whatever on my mind. Um, so I think for the distant future, that's probably going to be something I'm going to be doing for these individual ones. So if you're interested in that and want to hear my opinions on that, uh, yeah, you can find that at Mike Whitmer Podcast or wherever you're listening to this. Um, but yeah, I think that's where I'm going to leave it off for today. And obviously... Jeff and I will be back later today for a hockey podcast, but that will not be out until tomorrow, um, Friday the 31st. Um, at some point, uh, that hockey podcast will go out. There's going to be more videos posted on our YouTube page, and I'm sure Tuesday we'll come back for another roundtable series. So uh, stick around for those. Uh, I'll link all that stuff in the description down below uh, where you're listening to this. And until next time, I will see ya.